0: Welcome to the Southern Alchemy Wellness Podcast. Southern Alchemy Wellness is a holistic wellness space and retail store devoted to the support of healthy living in the physical and virtual community. Our physical space is located at 4819 East Bush Boulevard, suite number 104, and we hope you will come in and see us here. I'm one of your hosts, Tracy Person.
1: And I'm Darren Person, co host and
0: co owner of Southern Alchemy Wellness. Today, we're talking about the bliss question mark of yoga. And our host today is certified yoga instructor Erica Joy Walters. Hello so erica tell us three amazing things about yourself
2: oh boy three amazing things about myself okay i am an artist so on a few different fronts so the written word i love poetry i also love to paint so I like to draw, paint. I've done a couple tattoos, which I find really cool. I know, right? Oh, that is like, cool. I'm thinking I might want to be a tattoo artist.
0: And I'm yeah. thinking I might want to be tattooed by you. Okay, I like <laughs>
2: where this is going. And I'm a mom. I'm a mom. And I think that's been a really um, joyous gift to have.
0: Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the moms out there. Ooh, I'm a mom ooh. as well. Hey. Okay. So I'm with you on that. So today, we are here to talk about yoga and i put the question mark behind the word bliss because when i got to thinking about yoga and my practice and my yoga journey it hasn't always been blissful and i think that um the belief the common belief is that yoga is always going to take you to a blissful place a higher place but there are a lot of really complicated and complex emotions that can come up in practice so i wanted to start out by saying from my standpoint uh that yoga is both a spiritual and physical practice it has its roots in the far east and western countries have been I think bringing a little bit to the pot and um, evolving the expression of the practice has um, become a popular way of promoting both physical and mental well being. And classical yoga may include some other elements such as meditation, attention to diet mindful intention. And so, you know, the first thing I'm gonna do is invite you to give us your definition of yoga, Erica, and um, to discuss many things yoga, from asana and breath to the impact of Western attitudes. Okay, all right, that is a lot.
2: Um, Gosh, let's see. Yoga has definitely been commercialized in the West, right? But big ups to the Far East for creating this beautiful practice that's thousands of years old. Um, And we are blessed to have it even brought over here and that we're able to practice and understand the origins of this sacred practice. I found yoga about 15 years ago when I got pregnant with my firstborn. I started doing it for hip mobility and flexibility my hips just don't want to open, (laughs) right? So we all have little ailments that we're working with and we're looking to improve. So I sought that for the physical and then was beautifully bestowed with all the spiritual and mindfulness that comes with practicing yoga. So I've kind of been in and out of it for about 15 years and just got serious with it in the last four years. How do
1: you feel that social media, the social media age has done enlightening us and broadening our understanding about yoga?
2: Social media, if we use it as a tool to instruct us, right? Not to compare, to use it as a teaching tool, Mm -hmm. to find like-mindedness, right? To find, like for me, I found an instructor that never thought that she would be an instructor because her hips don't open. And I said, you know what? If she can do this, so can I, mm-hmm. which it's nice to find the commonalities. And then you just get a lot of inspiration too, via social media. So we have to be very mindful on what we choose to dissect from social media. I'm there to learn more flows, get inspired, be creative. We can't all fit in this little cookie cutter box. A lot of these people that do practice yoga come from a dance background. So we just have to understand their background and just be mindful not to compare and to just take what we can and roll with it and learn. And it's all all about learning and being more mindful, being more aware of our body.
0: What are some ways that you think social media has changed yoga practice? I mean, social media
2: has brought yoga to the masses right? That's how it's, it's changed the practice and it's become in a lot of major cities more of a boutique feel, um, very corporatized. Um, so where we let go um, of the Sanskrit words, which I feel like we really kind of need to keep a little bit of that, you know, because we have to pay homage to, to the art and it is an art form, right? Um, we have to admire where it came from. So we can't totally destroy it. And I, Westerners love to, you know, make things their own, but we have to be mindful to still resonate and allow this practice to be what it was meant to be.
0: Right. I'm, I'm glad that you talked about um, coming to yoga from some different journeys. Um, I know for me, I, I was a dancer for many years, I danced from the time I was seven until I was 40, actually. And nice. I, I fa- thanks, um, and having lost it, I wish I could go back. Oh girl, you didn't get it back, it's <laughs> like right <laughs> to line. I know you got your groove back. But I, I think for me, it complicated my yoga practice in some really interesting ways. I think it kind of placed a, a, a goal of perfection right. um, for me, a little bit of a perfectionistic aspect. And so my hips also don't open, uh, not forward anyway. They open out. Right, <laughs> on <You See, I'm laughs> the opposite. On yeah. the opposite. Can't do the forward stuff. So I mean, it, it did bring up like a, a lot of anger in me, um, and I think that I still sometimes fight um, the anger aspect of not having the perfect asana, or you know, if if I'm a little wobbly, or if sometimes. You know, at 58, sometimes your body just doesn't do what you want.
2: Right. So it's letting go of expectations, right? Which if we succumb to this practice and really try to reach that higher third eye element to where we're becoming super conscious, letting
0: the ego go, that's what we're really after here. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to extend that a little bit uh, before I hand it over to my partner and talk a little bit about um, some of the virtue signaling that... I think social media brings about. I think that a lot of times people want to portray themselves as virtuous persons, um, as evolved persons, because they are practicing yoga. You wanna get into that a little bit?
2: So I, and again, it goes kind of back to what I say. So everything can be shifted towards the ego, right? We have to be mindful to stay in the authenticity of what yoga is. There's many platforms out there that can promote the westernization of yoga. We have to stay true to the art and really understand that it is here to grow us spiritually, physically, and mindfully. I kind of want to go back to what I feel yoga is, like the true definition. So yoga, the sutra, means to still the fluctuations of the mind, the intellect and the ego. And the Sanskrit word yoga means the union of the soul with its higher self back to your consciousness. So we are really trying to elevate ourselves there. So if we can keep that in the forefront and remember we are trying to just get rid of the ego be in our conscious mind, feel all the feelings, feel what our body can and can't do, and just be okay with that and accept it. And the more that we practice, the more flexible we're going to get, the more our mind and our body is going to expand. Nice, nice.
1: Erica, uh, what would you say are some of the spiritual or religious aspects behind yoga?
2: So it's very interesting because yoga is not a religion, it's a practice. And sometimes that can get confusing for people. What I what I do and I take in my practice is I I know I'm a very spiritual person. I don't claim a religion. I was born Catholic, raised Catholic and Methodist, um, had some really interesting things happen along my Catholicism journey that led me away from that. So I chose to have a one-on-one relationship with, with my creator. I don't know what that is. I'm still figuring it out and I think that's a lifelong process. I do know that there's something greater than me out there and yoga helps me to get more in touch with that ethereal
0: power, per se. Nice. Um, In your opinion, what are the challenges that the pandemic brought up for people wanting to be in practice? Do you think it's changed at all?
2: Definitely. So we did lose the community aspect of yoga, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a big part of yoga. We, we have our own spiritual journey where we practice a lot on our own, but then coming together in communion makes it a little more richer. We can, we can learn more when we have that instructor face-to-face, they do their hands-on adjustments. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's how my body's supposed to feel, right? Mm-hmm. So we lost that during the pandemic. But for me, I actually delved more into my personal practice And being an instructor, I found via social media more avenues to where I could learn and get a little bit deeper within my personal practice. So for me, that uncovered a lot and it really led me to wanna teach more.
1: One of the things that I I did when I um, started taking yoga classes was I was thinking more of it on the physical thing. You know, There were certain challenges physically that I wanted to accomplish, like I wanted to increase my stamina, Increase my flexibility and you know I saw the purposes of that Uh, but I think my next question is what do you say about people who are like the naysayers to yoga about its effectiveness Uh, you know other people like oh well that's kind of hokey and blah blah what what would you say
2: so I'm gonna throw that question back to you because I actually was going to (laughs) ask you guys how you feel about this so I would love to hear you as a member of the yoga community
1: how do you feel about that i i really like it as far as like i said on the physical level it is helping me uh seeing some results and everything uh, um i'm looking better on uh, your you know, sculpting flow i'm starting to see some differences and stuff like that and and i know some of the things are still challenging as far as my uh stamina my balance and everything but i have seen some Improvements since the first time I started. And are
2: you feeling better? I'm feeling no. a lot better. Because yeah. I think that's what we should probably focus on, right? How mm-hmm. we feel versus how we look, yeah. right? And it is yeah. nice to see those physical changes, without a doubt, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if we can sleep better at night, maybe we can get off some medications. And I'm no doctor. This is no medical advice. Mm-hmm. But there are just things that we need to be aware of that we can. we do have the power to change our lives. Right. And yoga is a vehicle for that. Right. So that's what I say to the
0: naysayers. I think for me, um, it, it's been uh, multi-layered. Um, I've been able to really explore some of my stuff. You know, yes. My perfectionistic bent gets challenged by doing yoga at 58 versus doing yoga at 38, right? right? doing yoga with autoimmune issues and arthritis mm-hmm. being amongst the the like encroaching arthritis, um, being amongst like the, the problems that I have. Like there are times when I get in there and I'm rocking it and I feel like, yes, this is what I should be doing. And then there's times when i like stand on one foot like yesterday and I, I totally couldn't balance only to come out of the class and like Totally (laughs) kick kick behind right but that's the beauty
2: of it right because it is day by day and we feel different every single day so for us to relinquish that judgment right and to just go in there and feel what we're feeling that day if we want to sit in a down dog or child's pose so be it but as long as we there we show up we do what we can right Mm -hmm. releasing expectations allowing yourself to be in the moment and just being grateful that we can move, that we can do this physical practice. Yes. That's, that's the beauty of it. That's what I would say again to the naysayers.
0: You will be surprised at what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our classes we take together. Um, I am really surprised at the level um, and depth of just like togetherness and heart space that it raises up like in the end when we go into Savasana. I
2: gotta tell y'all, they <laughs> hold hands and it is the cutest thing ever. Okay,
0: I have snapped a couple photos. Oh no! It's super cute, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I did not know you were taking
2: And pictures. I'm gonna send them your way. Thank you. So cute. It's my oh, favorite my part actually. Uh, we- so when couples come in, honestly, all the couples that come in in Shavasana, uh-huh. they grab hands. Wow, wow. It, isn't that it's so special? Listen, they really do. Awesome. Every couple it's that comes reaction. in, it is, it yeah. is, because you just you're relaxed yeah. and you feel you feel the energy flowing.
1: Yeah, and you feel connected. Yeah. You feel very connected.
0: Can you yeah. talk about how you feel during Shavasana when we all dance Because it kind of it, well, it was. Come on, Darren. Let's hear it. Well, like
1: you said, it feels connected. Everything we're sharing something together. Uh, we're meeting on a different plane. And it's just the, the sense of just relax, cool. relaxation, yeah. you know? and that we're here together doing this and then we're challenging ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes we look at the other person, like, okay, you know, get, get that knee high a little bit. or oh, you're, you're kind of leaning the wrong way. <laughs> so we gotta help <laughs> Are
0: him. you he snoring during so yeah. <laughs> 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 the like. <laughs> Yeah. a little bit snoring. A little bit too relaxing.
1: Too relaxed. Or back and forth. Oh, but yeah, I, I really enjoy stuff and and speaking of which in the class I understand there are different types of classes that you have
2: there what are so the particular studio that I work at we are a vinyasa based studio so there's many different forms of yoga vinyasa simply means breath to movement so we're a very flow based studio and we offer um, anything from a 101 which helps you understand your body alignment and posture To a restorative practice, which is where you guys like to hold hands. Yeah. That is a very um, opening practice. So we focus on flexibility, really releasing, relaxing. Uh, sculpt and Flow, my favorite. I know that's Darren's favorite. We use some weights. We're getting all muscly up in there. He curses at <laughs> He's like, ah, I
1: But know. I love the music. Right? <laughs> so maybe we
2: cut up and have a dance party set weights. So you know how we roll. It's just it's fun. And it's so, it's just fun and it's challenging and it's hot yoga and we sweat and you push yourself to your healthy edge.
1: But one thing I want to ask about some of the, the uh, poses and stuff. How much of that would you say, I guess, the proper term is standard poses, and how much of that is stuff that you've come up with?
2: So, the asanas are the postures, and we learn that when we take our yoga teacher training. So, we just basically pull from all of these, there's hundreds of asanas, and we create our own flows, Um the the particular studio that i work at there is a standard way to do things we have to follow a certain format but pretty much we have creative reign over that mm-hmm. um and one of my favorite things is creating a playlist i love music that gets me excited and motivated and pumped up you know you start soft you build it up you come down so i really appreciate that we have free reign to do that mm-hmm. which is really
0: nice and her playlists are dope. oh yeah
2: they Truly sure are off-fire. thank you
0: do you have a favorite Asana?
2: Oh, goodness. I honestly, child's pose. <laughs> that absolutely, because going back to my hips, mm. if I can just sink in there for a little bit and really just focus on, even if my knees go one millimeter wider, I can just get a little bit more opening and that relaxes me. It makes me feel better. I sleep better. Okay. So that that would
0: have to be my absolute favorite you. What, what about you? Yeah, I like supported bridge pose. Ah. I really like my lower back is starting to twinge okay. so I really feel like I'm releasing and okay this is gonna sound super perverse uh-huh. but I have really bad knees <laughs> as you guys know to the point where I bring like petals to class for my knees uh-huh. and on days when I'm able to do tabletop With a minimum of pain, I feel like I've done it.
2: I love that. See, that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That and and it's so wonderful to own your practice. Find these little pieces that make you feel successful, however, which way you decide to move that Mm day.
1: And I notice that uh, through the classes, you know, you devote a lot of your time to your classes and teaching and everything. But how much time do you devote just to yourself, like just being in your own space and
2: to my own yoga practice? Mm -hmm. So I try to take at least three classes a week. And i and I sorry, I hold pretty true to that. Um, and, it, and it is, I shut my, my teaching mind off and I can just go and be and focus on myself and nobody else. Because when you're teaching, you worry about everybody else. It's not about me, it's about you guys. So you have to have that balance.
0: So what do you think about um, yoga for mental and emotional health?
2: Oh, I mean that goes hand in hand with the physical, right? Because it's all what we're after, what we're searching for. We all want to have that balance. We all want to be able to have our our mental be relaxed and strong and aware. And yoga helps. It's a platform, a vehicle to help you get there, right? Because by quieting ourselves and just feeling how our body moves, that strengthens our mental.
0: So what do you see uh yoga practices heading in the next five to ten years
2: well the popularity has just taken off right so it's only going to become more popular and, and with that I love to see many more cultures opening up and getting involved and I know you guys can speak to that because not a lot of black people have participated in yoga in the past yeah um I know sorry. <laughs> For real. Uh, <laughs>
1: wow, um, you I'm do see. Good <laughs> feedback for that. One because,
2: <laughs> no, but I do want you guys to touch on that because mm-hmm. I think that's very valuable yeah. for you guys to right, talk no, because so. your audience is mainly black, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I think
0: you guys Our need to is speak. <laughs>
2: well, I think you need to speak on that. Yeah,
0: yeah okay. Um, it's really interesting that you brought that up. I found in my 30s, when I would go to yoga practice, there would be almost no black people right. there. There would be me. That, that's who the black people would be. Right. And I kind of felt like an outlier for um, which I, I have been very often. I'm, I'm very much a border crosser. Um, I go into territories that um, a lot of people fear to uh, go into. Um, but I would find that a lot of times when I would go, for some reason I would change up the energy and, and there would be like maybe one or two more. I think um, it's been a very white space it has. in terms of practicing yoga and I'm really um happy and gratified to see that yoga magazines like yoga journal have started to feature not just people of color but all body types right like there are lots of thick girls in the magazine guys with um you know they didn't used to show you a lot of guys right i love that you said that because
2: when we go to yoga a lot of people think you have to be this skinny little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yoga is for everybody. Whether your body's tiny, big, little, small, you're old, you're young, you're this, you're that, whatever it is, yoga is created for everybody. So I love that you said that.
0: Yeah. Um, and when I started teaching, I'm teaching, like I'm, I'm teaching in my mind, right? When I started taking yoga, I was tiny, and so that stigma wasn't there. But you know, being older and um, being heavier. And you know, learning to like my body at this stage yes. has been a challenge. And um, I like to see that that is reflected in the popular culture. I think that um, you know Western culture commodifies a lot of things and in that commodification, there's a brand. Right. And the brand is expanding, and that's a good thing. And the brand is coloring, and that's a good thing, too. And Absolutely. You know, in our practice, we are now seeing a lot of people of color and more men coming in, because I didn't see a lot of men when I first came. A so lot of men, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. And I love that. It's, it's definitely becoming inclusive. Not that it wasn't, but more people are becoming open to even just trying it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just try it, see how it makes you feel.
1: Yeah, because, um, because I've been involved in theater and we had a lot of movement classes and a lot of the classes were very diverse, but I noticed that a lot of people like, you know, uh, guys, uh, African-American guys in particular, were kind of um, almost too timid to some of the poses because some of the poses can be very, very intimate uh, right. and be compromising and it's like, oh, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable being in this position. It's not macho. Yeah, it's not yeah. macho, you know <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's yeah. It's like, absolutely. so how, how would you address someone that, you know, has those kind of limits?
2: Just come and try a class, right? Just, yeah. Just getting your foot in the door. You'll feel that, at least in my studio, which I hope that you guys agree, it's a very welcoming, inviting space. Yeah. We want everybody of all races, religions, creeds, bodies, everything. We, we want you to feel a part of a greater community here. So just come in and try it. I had a mom and son come in the other day. This son, he was massive. He's like, I don't know, seven foot tall, big, big kid. But he came, and you know that he just, he was so polite, so grateful. He came with his mom. He had the best time. Football player. So he needs <laughs> nice. it. He yes. needs it, right? Um, and he's actually going away to college to play football, and his mom got him a membership at a yoga studio, and he's going to continue his practice. i yes. beautiful. Nice. to start that. And he was timid. His mom was saying, you know, he, he wasn't real sure, but he came anyway, and he ended
0: up loving it. Nice. So just give yourself a chance. Don't limit yourself. Okay. So any final words in closing, Erica?
2: I love you guys. Thank you for inviting me to do this podcast and sharing with you a little bit about what yoga means to me and what it means as growth in the community. I feel like it's very, it's a challenging practice. It's an exciting practice. It's calming. It's all the things that we constantly search for. So if we can just come and try it, bring a friend, you know, do it with somebody that'll make you feel better. But honestly, you will feel so much better if you just give it a chance and release and relax yourself.
1: Yeah. And speaking for both of us, we look forward to it. We enjoy your class. Yeah, we Uh, love you. Yeah. Feel welcome to visit us anytime.
0: Thank you. Erica, where can they find you? Where can they reach you if they want more information about yoga?
2: So I would love to talk with you guys if you have any questions. You can reach me on social media. Instagram is probably the best place. Green Living Mama, M-A-M-A. Hit me up. All right.
0: With that, we will say good night. This has been
1: the Southern Alchemy Wellness Podcast, the Alchemy of Wellness. We'd like to thank you for joining us and our guest, Ms. Erica Joyer. Walters. (laughs) Walters.
2: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Namaste.
0: Namaste. Namaste.